All right, the podcast ain't gonna record itself. You motherfuckers ready to rock and roll? The great one is ready to rock and roll. Ladies and gentlemen, I must come to you immediately. Out of the gate, I must come to you with my hat in my hand because the great one was wrong. He was wrong. The great one was wrong. Again. So I come to you humbly to apologize for being wrong, to tell you what I was wrong about, to ask for your forgiveness. You can scream and shout with all your might. And you can scream, shout, wine, cry, snivel, piss, moan. Look for a safe space. It's not here. You can shove your opinions up your ass. That way Biden's cock has something to keep it company. Don't forget my friends and my enemies, the ever-present, the most likely, the third possibility. You are wrong, and I am right. And you are welcome. Even though I am wrong, I'm coming to you to the, I am, oh, I was wrong. I must humble myself. I, after, after all the bowing down you did to me in the last episode, after the prophecy came true, after I, like a prophet, like Jesus on the cross, came, Fourth, well, I don't know if Jesus came on the cross. I don't know if he ever came. He died first. Did he die a virgin? Did Jesus get any pussy while he was alive? I hope. He, I mean, you know, oh, he's a virgin. He's so pure. I don't know. It's like, look, look, look. How is Jesus going to understand man's suffering if he doesn't have sex with a woman, right? I mean, look. So first, he'd have to put up with the woman long enough to get to the sex. That's suffering. And then he has sex with her, and she just lays there like a fucking dead fish. So he's suffering some more. And then after the sex, now she wants to talk to him. More suffering. How can Jesus understand the true suffering that humans go through? If he doesn't have sex with a woman, that's the most suffering any man can ever go through. All right, the great one was wrong. See, in the previous episode, the great one was saying that you should not marry a woman who is on medication or has STDs or any sort of stuff, right? Because even though you're going to go, oh, great one, you know, this, yeah, she's on, she's on medication, but, you know, she's different from other women. She, she's not like other women. She, her, her condition, she can't help it. And I said she's not like other women. She's just like other women, rather. I said, she, they're all the same. She's not unique. She's just like other women. She's not special. And I realized something. I was wrong. That woman that you want to marry, the one who's on medication, you're right. She is special. She is unique. She is not like other women. What makes her special and unique is that 
she's the woman you're going to marry and then her life is going to turn into a living hell and your life is going to be dragged down into hell with her and then she is going to divorce rape you divorce rape you and then you're going to kill yourself no other woman is going to do that to you just her you're right she is unique go ahead guys man up and marry the whore with the std and the medications and the three half black babies by four different baby daddies with the student loan debt you're right I was wrong. She is different from all the other women. She's the one who's going to destroy your life. And speaking of things that destroy life, why in the fuck is everything ugly? We talked about that a couple episodes ago. We touched upon this as we talked about architecture is ugly and people are ugly and fashion clothing is ugly. We can't even call it fashion. Clothing is ugly. Music is ugly. If you know something else that's ugly and you want to tell me how ugly it is, you can send me an email. That's God. That's dog spelled backwards. At C-Y-N-L-I-B-S-O-C.com on the interwebs. I have not said the email address in a while for new listeners. I'm up to like 13 people listening to the podcast now. Why is everything so ugly? We've discussed this before. The reason everything around us is ugly is to destroy your soul, your spirit, your creativity, you know, whatever you want to call it. When people are surrounded by beauty, they are inspired to be more beautiful, to create more beauty. And that's the last thing that the state and the cathedral and the overseers and the Jews want. They do not want you to be inspired to create beautiful things. They don't want you to be inspired to be beautiful. And this is why all the beautiful art is replaced by this modern art shit. Beautiful poetry is replaced by you know free form shit poetry. Beautiful literature is replaced by the scribblings of women and niggers. Beautiful people are replaced by ugly people. Right? You're told that being fat is normal and fat is beautiful. No, fat is not beautiful. Beautiful is beautiful. Fat is not beautiful. Everything is ugly. And did you see the pictures of six in the previous episode show notes? Assuming that I put the pictures in and I don't forget. He's ugly. And what's amazing is that this this ba- the this lead singer, what was his name? Hold on. Diego. Diego had to give six estrogen so as to make six more effeminate. So Diego could be more masculine than him. If you're, I've seen 12-year-old boys that are more masculine than six. And as for this girlfriend of his with her purple hair, yeah, she's a real catch. I would definitely go to the trouble of poisoning another man with estrogen to get me a real woman like that. What in the ever-loving fuck? But the more I think about this, 
the more I just don't understand why six is not embracing this transition, right? I mean, think about this. Here you are. You're this bass player for this band. Okay, so you're a a white male. I don't want to say if you're a man, but you're a white male, and you got this woman. You, she's your fiance. You're gonna marry her. You know, you're gonna to try to dominate her body. You're all patriarchal up there on the stage with your bass guitar, which is like a penis symbol because you know anything that's long. And thin is a penis symbol for women because they can't stop thinking about penises all the fucking time. So everything is a penis symbol. And you're oppressing women. You know, you're holding down niggers. You're doing all of these terrible things just by being a man. And then, unknowing to you, estrogen is introduced into your system and you start transitioning into a woman. Your, your breasts start to grow. Your testicles shrink. I mean, it's like a butterfly in the chrysalis, in, in the cocoon, right? Transforming, transforming from the caterpillar, which is ugly and crawls around into the, the beautiful butterfly, the beautiful butterfly of being a woman that can flutter through the sky on the winds, under the sun, freely roaming from fuckboy to fuckboy, I mean flower to flower, drinking deeply of all the different flowers with no responsibility for your actions. And you can become strong and independent and empowered and have no responsibility. And you, he could join, she, I was a she, oh my God, I misgendered him. Six, once he becomes a woman, could join a women's swimming team and win awards and medals and his team could go to compete in the finals. He could, she, obviously she, I keep calling him. See, this is the thing. The patriarchy is so deeply embedded in me. I keep calling six. He, I can't get past the fact that she has transitioned unwillingly transition, but who would reject such a gift? as being given the beauty of being a woman, of having that estrogen flowing through your body. Because you know who doesn't have testosterone? Women! Women! I just can't believe how transphobic six is, rejecting this gift that Diego has given unto him. And by trying to bang six's fiance. Diego's just doing him a favor because the woman is going to go insane, drag him into hell, and then divorce rape him sometime in the future. Almost guaranteed. Six does not realize what a good friend he has in Diego, that Diego has made these sacrifices for him. Diego was willing to take this woman off his hands and Diego's going to sacrifice his life to this woman so that six, instead of sacrificing his life to a woman, can become a woman. The transphobia that is evident here is just mind-boggling to me. I cannot believe how much hate there is. And speaking of hate, let's get back to this op-ed piece from the house nigger over at the Los Angeles Times. 
We only have two more paragraphs. Then we're going to talk about, but great one. How could, how could we not have debt? Who would build the roads if people can't go into debt for a million dollars to buy a house that isn't worth a million dollars? You guys do know, right, that a house is not an investment. I think this is really difficult for people to understand because people buy a house. Oh, it's an inf- no, it's not an investment, but it, it's worth more. No, no, no. Your house is not worth more than when you bought it, right? So the boomers, they bought all these houses for $25,000. The house is now worth a million dollars, except the house is not worth a million dollars. Inflation... The value of the dollar going down make it look like the house is worth a million dollars. And why does it look like it's worth a million dollars? Because the government appraises the value of your house and tells you it's worth a million dollars because the government also collects taxes on the value of your house. And the more valuable your house is, the more taxes the government collects. Your house is not worth a million dollars and this will become evident the next time we have a housing crash, which I'm hoping like hell, which is not a process. Even if you hope like hell, it's still not a process. Hoping, not a process. Hoping like hell, not a process. When the next housing crash happens, the boomers, if they're still alive, are going to realize that their house is not worth a million dollars. All right, blah, blah, blah. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. The presidents don't control gas prices. This is where we left off two podcasts. Three, is it three? Three podcast episodes ago? Somebody's keeping track. I'm not. This sorry state of the American economy is not attributable entirely to either party or any one presidential administration. Now, this is right after he blamed all of this on Ronald Reagan. Make up your mind. Is it not attributable to one party and one president, or is it Ronald Reagan's fault? This redistribution has continued on everyone's watch, but we are reaching a point where a lot of people are fed up with their hard work not paying off, and they're going to take action. Oh, yeah. They're going to take action. I mean, now now this house nigger sounds exactly like a conservative. Well, well, when the government goes too far, I'm going to get my gun. Oh, I'm going to get my gun when it goes too far. When the government goes too far, I'm going to get my gun. A lot of people are fed up with their hard work not paying off and they're going to take action. What? They're going to vote Democrat? Pray tell me, LZ Granderson, what action are they going to take? 
I'm intrigued by your statement. Tell me what action are we taking? Are we going to form the Tea Party, which will be co-opted by Republicans? Are we going to form Operation Wall Street, which will be co-opted by leftists? I mean, what are they going to do if they try to do anything? Oh, it's another January 6th insurrection. What, what are they going to do? They're going to do nothing. I will tell you what they're going to do. They're going to take out loans and they are going to go further into debt and they are going to consume. That's what they're going to do. That's why the Wall Street Journal, which I think a long time ago actually used to be a real newspaper, dubbed 2023, which is already over, the year of the strike. 2023, according to Wall Street Journal, this should tell you how worthless the Wall Street Journal is. 2023 was the year of the strike. What does that mean? Who went on strike? What did it accomplish? What is different in 2023? What is different in 2024? If 2023 was the year of the strike, if the strike did something, shouldn't things be different in 2024? No, looks to me like we're still sitting right here in the same old new normal. I was at the gym today. I saw the TV commercials. Every TV commercial, almost every TV commercial had a nigger woman in it. Like literally Hitler, literally Hitler, one third of the TV commercials are for drugs and medications owned at, aimed at either boomers or mentally ill people. Everyone's still taking out loans to buy shit they can't afford to buy otherwise. What's different? What the fuck are you talking about? Workers saw the prosperity at the top and demanded their fair share. So the Wall Street Journal dubbed 2023 the year of the strike because workers saw the prosperity at the top and they demanded their fair share. That's what happened in 20. I missed it. I fucking missed it. 2023. That was the year the workers demanded their fair share. Wait, I thought 2023 was the year that a whole bunch of people were replaced by AI. That's all I saw happening in 2023. You know, there was a time, if you've listened to this podcast for a while and you've heard all the times the great one has been wrong when he said said stupid things. There was a time when the great one said that the economy of the United States was based on, you know, well, I guess it still is. Based on service. 
Right? Oh, we have a service-based economy. We, we do things for other people. Like, like what? You know, like provide them with fucking mental health counseling. I guess it really hasn't changed because we're still a service-based economy. I was going to say it's changed, but I was wrong. It hasn't changed. It's just that the service is shifted. I mean, what, what do people do now? Why well, deliver for DoorDash? I deliver for Amazon. I have three part-time jobs, right? I'm an Amazon driver. I drive for DoorDash and I drive for Uber. And this is what grown fucking adults do, not teenagers getting their full jobs. This is workers demanding their fair share. Like, what is this individual talking about? We need Congress, because God forbid we solve any of our problems ourselves by, you know, we need Congress, the entity that's created a large part of this problem, because God forbid we fucking kill Congress, because we need masters, especially house niggers, really need a master you got you wanted a master you got a master you wanted a government you got a government you wanted taxes you got taxes you wanted sending weapons to ukraine you got sending weapons to ukraine you wanted to be the military defense force for the state of israel well we're the military defense force for the state of israel I don't think Trump is going to win the upcoming election, but think about this for a minute. Let's say that you're a Jew. And you're one of the Jews that runs the government of the United States. And you need the United States to go to war to support Israel. Not just that, but you need white men to join the military and go over across the ocean and die for Israel. Because this serves two purposes. Number one, it defends Israel. Number two, it reduces the number of white men, which makes it statistically more likely that white women will breed with niggers. So this is a win-win situation. You defend Israel and you get rid of white men. Now, if Joseph Biden is the president, how many young white men of a conservative nature are going to sign up to go defend Israel? But if Donald Trump becomes president and all the young, conservative white men suddenly think, oh, we're making America great, we're winning, you know, like we won the previous four years that Trump accomplished, you know, Nothing, that the swamp was not drained. Well, now, when the Trump and Fuhrer calls for a jihad to defend Israel, all these young, conservative men will answer the call of the Trump and Fuhrer. They will go across the ocean 
and they will die. While niggers and illegal immigrants fuck their women and impregnate them. If Trump wins the election, be ready for a war to defend Israel. Just tossing that out there. We need Congress to close the tax loopholes that have allowed trillions of dollars to be redirected away from the many and hoarded by the few. Apparently, the House nigger does not realize that Congress is loaded with millionaires and billionaires. They are not going to vote for more taxes on themselves and their friends and their families and their corporations. Guys, you can't fix the system from within the system. We're going to talk more about this in the near future. If I do the podcast on the topic, I want to do it about. If you have listened to this podcast for a long time and you're somehow or another still sane, you will know that in the past I have said, well, you have to change the system from within the system. Because you see, I used to be stupid. I can't deny this. It's recorded. It's on the internet. It's right. You can go listen to me being stupid. I can't sit here and tell you. I'm not being stupid. I've never been stupid before. The only way to make all of this go away is to remove the cause of all of this. The cause of all of this is Congress and the state. The great one who had built the roads. The rent crisis isn't a new problem. It's the latest incarnation of the one that started when policymakers pretended to pretend that greed is good. And that's the end. Thank God. So now, how would we function without debt? Oh my God, how would we do this? On a practical, well, none of it's practical because none of it will ever happen. How do we eliminate people going deeply into debt for shit that they can't afford? Here's how we do it. Now, this is not some original idea I came up with. I saw this somewhere, someone was talking about it, and my memory says that this actually happened someplace, sometime in the past, and it happened every seven years. I don't know if any of this is true or not. I'm not going to type anything into Google and read what comes up. I don't fucking care what happened in the past right now. I'm talking about how would we do this right now. You pass a law, right? Congress can do that. They do it all the time. You pass a law. I was thinking, how many years should it be? I'm going to go with four. Every four years, all debts must be forgiven. 
all of them. Now I thought, great one. Again, let's. It's. I know it's not going to happen, but let's attempt to do this as a thought experiment, because again, experimenting on thoughts is is good. We could figure out ways to help the thoughts lose weight. Maybe we could experiment and come up with some ways for them to shut the fuck up. Maybe we could come up with some with some ways for thoughts to not dye their hair weird colors and get tattoos. I mean, any of these things are possible. With science, anything is possible. And if we could settle the science on how to prevent women from sticking rings of metal in their noses, that would be worth experimenting on thoughts. I was thinking, well, now should business loans be exempted from this? Because a business, you might need to borrow a lot of money for a lot of capital improvement. You need to buy, you know, vehicles or equipment or something. And I just, I decided no, because here's the thing. So what is and what is not a company? What is and is not a business? This may seem clear cut to you. You may, a well, great one, anybody can figure out what is and isn't a business. No, 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 no. No. You can figure out what is and is not a business because you're neither retarded nor a politician. If there's an exemption for businesses, everybody will start creating ways to be a business and politicians will help them out and pretty soon everything will be a business. Well, what do you do? Well, I help women take a coat hanger and shove it up their cooch to scrape out the fucking baby that they got in a drunken fucking fest last night with the three niggers that didn't have any documentation. I'm a business. Right, that's what it'll it'll just be taken advantage of. So no, 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 and that that see that's how everything goes to shit. That's the problem with the government. As soon as any kind of law is made, then we start with the exemptions. the The whole tax code. Part of the reason it's such a is all the exemptions. We just said, bam, everybody gets there. You take their total income. You subtract 20%. 20% of your total income is tax exempt. Math. Total income times 0.20. Math. Boom. Take that out. Everything that's left, you pay 3% of that in taxes. No deductions, no exemptions, no nothing. Quick, simple, efficient, fast, done. Moving on. But no, and then niggers like this nigger, oh, the rich people, yeah, well, well, the rich people are using the fucking tax code, you stupid nigger. Who's responsible for the tax code? IRS. Who's responsible for the IRS? The government. Who controls the government? Democrats. Who put the Democrats in control of the government? The people who vote. Who vote? Women. Niggers. Illegal immigrants. Boomers. Liberals. The vast majority of the voting bloc that put the government there, that regulates the IRS, that does the fucking tax code, that lets the rich people not pay taxes, it's mostly Democrats. The fuck are you complaining about, nigger? You wanted this. You voted for this. You got this. Welcome to the cons. See, you're, you're not a woman. 
for for you to walk through life like you're not you're not getting any, any consequences of your actions. I mean, you're a nigger, but you're not a woman. Your voting has consequences, dumbass. Welcome to them. So you pass the law. When the great one becomes dictator of the United States, which will not be Ancapadice, the great one passes a law. He doesn't pass laws. Presidents don't pass laws. Dictators don't pass laws. He will give an executive order. Every four years, we'll do it on my birthday. That, that, that will be the, the day. My birthday, every four years. No, 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 no. Hitler's birthday. Every four, no, 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 better yet. Robert E. Lee's birthday. Every four years. All debts must be forgiven. Doesn't matter what the debt was for, how much it was, where it was taken, none of that matters. All debt, all of it. Credit cards, bank loans, student loan, anything, any debt held by any entity must be forgiven every four years on Robert E. Lee's birthday. So now what's the result of this? If you go somewhere, you come to me, you go to a bank, whatever it is, you got your credit card. You want to take out a loan, you go to this place, I need a loan. How much? Yeah, well, well, I mean, whatever, $10,000. That's not much. You're going to buy a house. You're not going to buy it. You're going to buy a house. $700,000. You need a loan for $700,000. The bank looks at that. Can you pay that loan back in four years? Because in four years, we have to forgive the loan. Anything you haven't paid back, we lose. Can you pay back $700,000 in four years? No, you probably can't. So the bank's not going to give you the fucking loan. Problem solved. Instantly, nobody can get $700,000 to buy a house. So BlackRock can't sell a house for $700,000. What are you going to do with it? Just going to sit there? Eventually, they're going to have to sell it for something. Need an operation. Can't get a loan for the opera. Well, you say, yeah, some people are going to die. Yeah, you bet your ass. People are going to die anyway. See, here's another argument people are going to make. That, oh, great one. If we did this thing that you're talking about every four years, the, the economy would crash. Okay. This is for the morons. This is for those of you, Hitler's birthday, 420, dude, marijuana, Dude, great one. Do you know where I can get some marijuana? Dude, dude, marijuana doesn't have any harmful effects, man. You know, other than the evidence that it causes schizophrenia and shit now. Dude, 420. Dude, this is for you. Dude. Dude. You stupid motherfucker. The economy 
is going to crash anyway. The only difference here is that right now, we don't know when the economy is going to crash. It could happen anytime. The Great One implements his law that clock starts right now, four years, and all debt is forgiven. We know when the economy is going to crash, and you can be ready for it. It's going to fucking crash one way or another. Okay? One way or another... You are going to have to take a shit. I still don't know why we would call it taking a shit. We should call it leaving a shit because you don't take the shit with you. You leave it in the toilet and then you flush it down, right? You drop Obama off at the White House. I don't know why we call it taking a shit. This baffles the fuck out of me. Sooner or later, you're going to have to take a shit. If you know when the shit is coming... You go, oh, I think the shit is coming. You can move yourself to the bathroom. You can close the door. You can open the lid on the toilet. You can pull your pants down. You can sit down on the toilet and you can take the shit. If you don't know when the shit is coming, you're standing there talking to some cute girl trying to get her to go out with you and suddenly your pants are filled with fucking poop. Guys, the economy is going to collapse. This is not optional. This is mathematically unsustainable. So if your argument here is, if we do that, the economy will collapse, you're a dumbass. You know... That woman you married, the one that's on medication with the chest tattoos, you know she's going to go insane and divorce rape you. You just don't know when. Now, would you, ra- so, would you rather know when she's going to do it so you could be prepared? Or do you just want her to surprise you? fuck did I where's the rest of my material so that's it every four years total debt forgiveness nobody gets a loan that's going to be more than they can pay off in four years problem solved ask Amy This is Amy Dixon. She's an advice columnist. We don't have E. Jean anymore to make fun of. Ask Amy. Dear Amy, I have been with my 43-year-old boyfriend for two years. He works two jobs, so we have zero time together during the week. We are both teachers. I have a question. Well, okay. I just say, if you're a teacher, how can you work two teaching jobs because all the schools are in session at the same time? Unless you're flying, like, to the other side of the globe. Okay. Maybe his second job is... His second job is he probably drives for Uber or DoorDash because that's what adults do now. They take food to other people that are too stupid to cook their own food. 
We actually think this is a first world country that has an economy. Do you understand that a significant number of people in our country make a living just taking food to other people? This is pathetic. And these are adults. Once again, these are not 16-year-old kids with their first car getting their first job like a paper route. These are 40, 50, 60-year-old people. But oh yeah, last year was the year of the strike, according to the Wall Street Journal. Last year was the year that the workers demanded their fair share. The delusion, the fucking, the way that these, the way that people can just look at the world around them and see something completely different than what's happening. They demanded their fair share. No, they got replaced by computer software. That's what they did. There's a pandemic. No, there's not. Jews are humans. No, they aren't. Women are equal. No, they aren't. There aren't any trannies who want to have sex with your children. No. Oh my God. I mean, when are the public schools going to start putting estrogen in the fucking food? He works two jobs, so we have zero time together during the week. We are both teachers, so two worthless people. God, I hope they don't reproduce. On weekends, he goes to his mother's house at around 5 p.m. and stays there until 2 a.m. playing video games with his 13-year-old nephew. His mother's house where he plays games with his nephew. His 13-year-old nephew... Why is his nephew at his mother's house? Why is a 13-year-old staying up until 2 a.m.? Oh, that's right, because we don't have parenting anymore. Now, my insane fucking bitch-ass boomer mother, I've said this before, when I was a kid, she was not like this. She was not a fucking libtard. She was not, like, my mother, when she was 30... Man, if you'd have talked to her about faggots and trannies and shit, she wouldn't have. Now she loves that shit. But then, I mean, there was no way in hell. I was 13 years old. I didn't stay up till 2 a.m. Are you out of your fucking mind? Your ass is going to bed, kid. I have a, I have a 10-year-old son. So she's got a kid. He's 43, so that means she's probably, what, 40, 41? So she's got a 10-year-old kid, baby daddy unknown, baby daddies unknown, from a drunken hookup. This was, you know, the one she didn't abort. I have a 10-year-old son who my boyfriend enjoys being with. 
and my son also enjoys spending time with the nephew sometimes. But this past weekend, my boyfriend went to his mom's on both Friday and Saturday nights. Maybe he's tired of listening to you complain. I mean, you are a woman. Have you factored that in? Once again, my boyfriend doesn't want to spend time around me. Okay, when you're around your boyfriend, what do you do? Are you fat? Do you dress nice for him? Are you pleasant to him? Have you ever have you ever tried being nice to him? Have you ever tried shutting the fuck up for more than 30 seconds and just looking pretty? Do you put on makeup for him or do you just put on makeup for when you go to school around a bunch of teenage boys? some of whom you would like to fuck. How long will it be before I read about you over on Frank Servey's blog about school teachers fucking their students? But I'm sure, I'm sure you have nothing to do with this situation because you're a woman and you have no responsibility for any of your outcomes. I have had problems with pregnancy. Yeah, you do have problems with pregnancy. You have a fucking kid and the kid doesn't have a fucking father and you don't have a husband. Yes, you definitely have problems with pregnancy, my dear. I have had problems with pregnancy and do not want to have another child. Well, it's probably because all those abortions you got. I know you women think that abortions like the Wuhan vax are safe and effective. Okay, but when they're in your cooch with a fucking vacuum cleaner scraping shit out, that does do some damage to your fucking uterus, you dumb fucking whore. The reason you have problems with pregnancy is because your uterus has been scraped so many fucking times that it's damaged to the point that it can't fucking carry a baby the way it's supposed to. But it has nothing to do with you, right? That's because those men did that to you. You had nothing to do with those drunken hookups that resulted in you needing to get a pregnancy. Those men did that to you. You were not asking for it. You should be able to have sex with as many men as you want and not get pregnant. There should be no consequences. You were not asking for it. You are a teacher. I have had problems with pregnancy and do not want to have another child, but my boyfriend says that he does. Okay, basic incompatibility here. This is where you as the man, okay, you, if she doesn't want to have another kid and you do, you need, it, it's incumbent on you guys, to, it's incumbent upon you to say, hey, the bitch doesn't want another kid, I need to start looking for a new bitch because I wanted kids. You have to do this She's not going to do it for you. Most of the time, she's not going to do it for you. 
I told you guys a story. The French teacher I was dating, she really wanted to have kids. We dated for about right about a year. And then she came and she said, I figured out, you know, you're not going to have kids with me because you, I, so I'm, I'm going to have to break up with you. And I appreciate and respect her for that. This was, <clears throat> this was a long time ago. This was when women still had a small amount, a small vestige of responsibility and accountability and initiative. They don't, they're not like this anymore. If you're young, you be, can't believe that even happened. It did. Women used to not be as stupid as they are today. And you know what? Women today are not as stupid as they're going to be tomorrow. They're only getting dumber. It's up to you as the man. If she wants kids and you don't, you need to move on. Because if she wants kids and you don't, she, oh, she's going to get the kids. And they're not going to be yours, but you're going to raise them. And by raise them, I mean pay for them. And if you want kids and she doesn't, you're not going to get them because she can get an unlimited number of abortions without you ever knowing it. She'll plant, you can shoot all the sperm up in that cooch you want. She will fucking plan B and coat hanger that shit right down the toilet. Whatever your opinions are on children, you need to find a woman, which is easy to do, whose opinions on children are in alignment with yours, which is not as easy to do, and who doesn't have tattoos, piercings, venereal diseases, mental illnesses, or is on medication, which is nearly impossible to do. But that's what you've got to do. Either that, or you have to just resign yourself to a living hell for the rest of your life, up until the time she divorce rapes you and you kill yourself. I've had problems with pregnancy, do not want to have another child, but my boyfriend says he does. He says that I don't get to say anything about his time with his nephew since I am unwilling to have a child with him. I can't commit to that one. I can't can't totally commit to that one. He's got a little bit of a point, but again... He, he knows she doesn't want to have the kid. Stop blaming her for not wanting to have the kid. You know the scenario. It's incumbent upon you to move on. It's not the time. It's the vast lack of balance that bothers me. Am I wasting my time with a man who doesn't want to prioritize me? Is she wasting her time with a man who does not want to prioritize me? her she doesn't want to give him a child but she still expects him to prioritize her because you see men view themselves as part of the cosmos women view themselves as the cosmos i don't want to have a child with you but i'm going to need you to prioritize me i'm not prioritizing you fuck what you want you're going to need to prioritize me. I don't understand why all these women out there can't find a man. Dear Amy, I'm getting married in about six months. She's going to divorce rape some man. Fantastic. I'm the bride and have been excited to plan the wedding. I've been thinking about this for a very long time. Yes, you women all think it's my day. They can't stop thinking about the day that they find the man who's going to set himself up to be divorce raped. 
I've been thinking about this for a very long time. The problem I'm having is with my bridesmaids. Oh, a woman is having problems with other women. Shock. I'm shocked. Are you shocked? I'm shocked. I have six attendants. I have envisioned spending a really fun Saturday dress shopping with my mother and bridesmaids, drinking champagne and trying on dresses, and I've been trying to coordinate this, but none of them seem able or willing to come to town to do this. Should I find different attendants? So these six other women don't want to do what I want them to do. Because as a woman, I of course want to control other people. And I also hate other women. So I want these women to come have all this fun with me and to drink champagne and dress shop because, you know, they should be like me. They should not have a life and not have anything to do. And everybody doesn't want to do what I want them to do. How do I get them to prioritize me? Gosh, girls, all of your problems are exactly the same. You go through life, every moment of your life, expecting everyone else to prioritize you. And gosh, things are getting worse.